Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Unreal Marketing, episode 9. Ladies and gentlemen, hobbits and droids, welcome to the Unreal Marketing Podcast, where we solve unreal business and marketing challenges in a very real way. Now saddle up and prick up your ears for your hosts, Damien Waugh and Simon Hawk. Hi, Damien. I am Simon, and I am the creator founder of the Decision Expedition, uh, a marketing agency designed to help small business owners, marketers, and entrepreneurs to um, integrate tics, tips and techniques from neuroscience, sociology, psychology, and economics into the day-to-day of their business and their marketing. Hi, Simon. I'm Damien, and I'm CEO and founder of Romulus Dynamics, where we help businesses grow through premium branding, consulting, and web design and web development services. Great. And uh, yeah, this podcast, the Unreal Marketing Podcast, we're all about trying to help small business owners uh, with absolutely applicable and usable tips for their marketing. So this is the place to be for all you small business owners, entrepreneurs. Exciting stuff. So what is today's, what are we talking about? Today, our brief takes place in the world of the NBC hit show, Friends. Cue the non-copyrighted sounding music. The sun sets over Manhattan. Another day has passed and the monthly revenue at the coffee shop that Joey, Chandler, Rachel, Monica and Ross and Phoebe frequent has experienced another decrease. Gunther, the proprietor of the coffee shop, does not have the necessary funds to give the couches and tables a new look. Customers are desperately needed at Central Perk right now to boost the coffee shop's profit margins. Gunther has contacted Unreal Marketing to inquire about the best way for him to implement strategic marketing in order to increase the number of clients that he serves daily. Okay, so the world of friends. I have to say that on a conservative estimate, I've watched about 20 billion hours of this show. But um, I think most people, most people listening will know the show, will have watched some of it. It still manages to be on our TVs all the time. I'm pretty sure all the cast members are still making absolute fortunes. Yes, um, still I think makes me laugh. Yeah, I think um, uh, I don't know. I think the thing and like at season three, they renegotiated their contracts so they could get royalties forever. So I think each year, approximately, each of the cast members makes like thirty million dollars. Really? Yeah, it's well, insane. I, I remember them saying that they negotiated as a group, which is quite a good idea. But yeah, I yeah. mean that was we great. Probably look that up before it goes out. But yeah, true. Maybe but we're too lazy. Maybe to it's do not that. thirty million. <laughs> Who knows what it is? Anyway, there's a lot. And but yeah, I mean basically the show from the '90s, early 2000s. Um, Situa- situational comedy. Yeah, New York. About but, six friends living in the same apartment complex in Manhattan. Yeah, and Gunther. Gunther. It was the well. They used to go down to the coffee shop called the Cent- Central Perk which was run by Gunther. Yeah. Um, and he was actually secretly in love with Rachel. Um, not, not so secretly. Not reciprocated. At all. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and I suppose it never looked empty, did it, when, when you look in the shop? It never looked empty, no. Although, I never understood how do they always get... Why do they the always get the couch. seats? Yeah. 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 It's not no, there is an episode in... Um, 
Oh, yeah, I know I what you mean. Remember, one of they, them. they come in and the the couch like it's the be- the beginning promo of the episode they come in and the couch is taken and then they just walk out again and then the, the intro plays yeah <laughs> so that was That's I think right. one of the instances where the sh- where the couch was taken and I think actually if I'm um, if I'm not mistaken I think the couch in that instance was taken by the episodes the the, the writers of Friends um, David Crane and Marta Kaufman oh really yeah yeah, yeah well that, yeah so. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you just assumed they they always got their seats, and everywhere if you look around, it was always packed in the back. But apparently, yeah. apparently because in Gunther's, the Gunther's got in touch with us now, maybe things have gone down a bit. It's a few years later, I suppose. Yeah. Um, who knows how the? I mean, the world's you know, COVID maybe. You know, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's challenges. Lots of small businesses have had. Um, he he needs some help, and he has got in contact with us on Real Marketing Podcast, and we're going to try and help him. So yeah. how are we going to do that? Well, we've got to get ourselves in the mindset of a small coffee shop. So yes. that's, that's where our heads are at. And he's um, not make, pain point is he's just not making enough money. He needs to find ways, tips, techniques, tricks to try and help him to generate some more revenue. And that is what we're going to focus on today. Some tactical marketing techniques to drive purchase. Yes. So ultimately, what we're looking at is customer traffic. So we, for, for revenue to increase, we need to drive customers either returning customers or new customers into the store. Yeah. So that's where we'll be focusing today. Um, I think, all right, so the first thing we need to look at is what drives someone to make a purchase? Well, what's one of the chemicals in the brain that really yeah. drives a purchase, makes someone happy with the purchase that they're, or the decision that they're going ahead with? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, that's the question, right? So, what lots of people may, I think a lot of people won't necessarily look at it in this frame, right? But they'll go, how am I going to get my customers <clears throat> to return? And the answer is you give them a reason to come back. But let's look at it a step back. Like, what are we actually trying to do inside the customer's brain, which is where we are always trying to look at? We take things back to the brain and how it works. And it's, we're going to touch on the concept of dopamine, a dopamine hit, dopamine rush. And that is a neurotransmitter that all of us have that is released in our brain when we receive something that we like um, or, the, or they have anticipation of something that we like. And it's a very powerful feeling. It's a feel-good feeling. And once we get that, our body, it incentivizes our body to go back and get that again. So, so what we've got to try and do is find ways, or what we're going to try and recommend to Gunther is find ways to try and promote that dopamine rush within his customers to get them buying and to get them coming back to buy more. So, so, okay. So what we're saying is let's not do the easy fix solution of advertising on social media, buying ads, stuff like that, because even if that drives traffic into the store, which could be unlikely, they may, may not even make the purchase because they're not feeling that initial hit of dopamine or they're not feeling the need to be happy when they're going into the store yeah well i think a lot of the advice that we give on the podcast generally is about is is um i mean advertising generally is is important and you need to do it but a lot of the advice we give here is around more around the context of a purchase and and trying to um when someone's standing in front of you and or in front of your website in front of your actual advertising what is that engagement and that interaction with the brain of the customer and how is that helping you to get the outcomes you want and in this case yes you might want to do an advert occasionally but actually why would you 
And, there, and so we're going back to the why. In this case, we're going to say, right, what are we trying to do? We're going to say at the very core of it, we're trying to drive a dopamine rush. Yeah. And that's what a lot of um, small business owners, it's, about, it's definitely one of the tactics you want to use. And there are different ways that you can do that. And we've got two in particular that we're going to touch on. And the first one is the concept of reward modeling. And what is that exactly? So there are different ways that you can offer rewards, but it comes back to the concept of incentivization. So you are trying to incentivize someone to do something that you want them to do. And one of the best ways to do that is to create the right reward setup. Now, that's called reward modeling, and it's a huge topic. Yeah. Right? There's absolutely millions and millions of ways you can have, you can do this, but but it's just you know first take a look at for everyone listening. You go outside. Am I actually do I have a reward modeling model set up? How yeah. am I incentivized? What do I want my customers to do? Mm-hmm. And therefore, what am I doing to incentivize them to do that? Do I ha- have I thought about it that way? Because that is one of the most fundamental ways that you can get someone to do what you want to do in yeah. any walk of life. And so, I think it applies to like. Um, I think it applies to different I think it applies to businesses um, in both a direct and indirect way so you can offer like a reward that will be recognized as a reward so if you buy something with us we will give you a a $50 certificate to go buy something from Amazon so that's that would be a direct reward but also a indirect reward would look like you buy something from us and during that purchase, we subscribe you to a email campaign during which you will get sent a bunch of ebooks and very valuable information from us. So at the time, they may not set, the customer may not think, "Oh, I'm actually getting a reward from this." But when you know they're getting sent, you know, twelve emails over the course of the year, each email having something very, very valuable, you're offering a reward, but also a spike in dopamine because there'll be that's what's called a happiness a happiness spike for a customer and they'll be like, Oh wow, these guys are amazing. Like I'm not even, I'm not even using their services anymore and they're still giving me this valuable information. Maybe I'll go back to them and that's how you um, remain top of mind in, in, in your customer's um, brain. Yeah, well that's, that's right. So that, I mean, there are different rules. There are rules about how you create the rewards, for example. So there's like the, there's external physical rewards you can give people. Yeah. So for example, you can get the, you can, you know, money back, mm-hmm. a free something, um, yep. something physical. And then there's the internal side of it, which is a feeling of pride or th- those sorts of internal feelings that, that you can get from, from making a purchase. Um, maybe, you know, it could be related to a charity or, or something like that, you know. Where, so there's, there's definitely worth understanding that there's two sides of it. And then the second piece is understanding that actually the ru- rules around... <clears throat> how the dopamine release happens is quite specific, actually. So, you, for example, it is much more powerful to have an immediate reward, a small immediate reward that happens straight after the purchase, than to have some large, huge giveaway, a big car at the end of the year to somebody who, who, who earns it. Because that's that's not immediate, it's not linked directly to the purchase, um, and so it doesn't release that dopamine rush. So there's there's absolutely rules that you need to think about and know about when it comes to setting up rewards. And I think that also depends on like your customer model as well. 
because you know you can either choose between direct indirect like you just mentioned depending on what sort of happiness spike you want to generate in your customer at what point as well point in their customer journey that's right so how are we going to advise gunther that this applies to them what examples what unreal examples can we give gunther um to boost his um customers reward no to boost his customers dopamine through reward modeling right okay so we let's look at our rules so we need to make sure we've got a reward that's that's not too large or too infrequent because that won't make a difference to the customer's behavior. We need to find something that's a quick boost received immediately after the customer does something and makes them feel good about doing it. Yeah, so it needs to happen exactly immediately after the action. It needs to make sure it doesn't motivate the behavior but reinforces it and gives you something to work towards. Um, and it needs to be something they can't get without doing the action. So there's... Uh, there's a few things that we're going to think about. I think for this one, we're going to go pretty simple and and do... Let's have a look at first what it could be from an external point of view. And that could be something like a free bag of nuts. Now, what we could find... We could even find something that links into um, something health conscious, right? For example, every time you get your coffee, you get a free X. And it could be something like some um, super vitamin or something or some sort of super little snack. Yeah, gets people thinking. Oh, I've ticked off my super little healthy piece of work today. You know, time for a donut. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, on the other end of it, you go. You know, it's a, maybe more of the late afternoon. Here's your donut. You know, but that's. It depends what who sugar you're, spike to get yeah, to exactly, five o'clock. Exactly, it could yeah. be one of those. But if if you've got this situation, it could be in the morning you're giving a little bit of a healthy something. In the afternoon, you're giving a little bit of a, a, a sugar snack, depending on which audience you're going for. The other side of it is more like using first names even and smiling using first names and smiling remembering people's birthdays yeah um coffee cards as well like we all know the starbucks and pretty much every other franchise big franchise has a coffee card yeah so what would be the utility of a coffee card well so you you have seven seven uh seven days in a week seven um places to push the coffee card yeah. Or stamp the coffee card. Um, make sure they're coming back for a free coffee at the end of the week, maybe. Well, that actually links into quite well into our next point, which is gamification. Yes. So, so the the other way that you can can create um, a dopamine rush is is through this concept. And gamification really is 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 incorporating a type of uh, gaming element into your marketing. Well, it's game psychology um, yeah. into your marketing. So making the stale processes or any process really within a business a game so to speak so it's fun for the fun or addictive for the customer to play or play the process yes and this and the small wins even though they're not in the real life necessarily mm-hmm. um you know whether and this is it can be so the coffee cards where you sort of almost achieve seven days and you and you achieve your free coffee at the end of it or some sort of quizzes or polls or leaderboards like nike use leaderboards so that people can compare how they're running versus other nike trainer whereas there's all sorts of ways you can do that um you know it and it really is it links into that concept of small wins we like the small wins those small wins even though they're not real in the same way that a that a free donut is yeah it's still a, a, a your body releases the dopamine it goes oh that i feel feel really good about that yeah um so, so unreal example well going, i think going uh, to gunther yeah gunther what can we do for him um well my first thought is something that I actually used to do for my old workplace. So when they used to come 
come in each day, I used to put up a small puzzle on the whiteboard, like a riddle, so that during the day people would be, you know, as they got up to go to the bathroom or to get their own their own coffee from the uh, from the canteen, they would look at the at the daily puzzle that I would put up, and they would try and solve it. And um, each day someone would solve it, and the it would be strictly dopamine you would see you know you would see their face change from oh i got it i beat everyone else and then even though there wasn't a reward model at the end of that the the model was essentially you know competition in that case so yeah maybe no, no fi- Gunther, not a physical reward but yeah it's an internal reward and and we can we could satisfaction do, right yeah exactly yeah. so you could uh, you know you feel clever and you've beaten other people and you know you won the little contest and and so in this one, it could be simply that, or it could also be that, you know, the person who does, if someone solves it and they come up and tell Gunther, hey, I've solved the, rid- the riddle. Yeah. Maybe the first person, first 10 people, they get free coffee, something like that, or a free bag of whatever they're giving away, you know. Yeah. So you've got some sort of link into something tangible. But really, the, what you want is that people, that the, the riddles and the puzzles are genuinely interesting. People are engaged by them. Yeah, and they want to do them, and it, and you'll find that those little things, which, you know, in 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 the workings of life, people into these little sort of enjoyable hits are what pe- bring people back. Definitely, you know, it's, it sounds like a really small thing, but it's actually amazing how these small things can make such a big difference in engaging and bringing back your customers, even though you might not think that's remotely related to your actual concept. So. So gamification again, it can work in all sorts of different ways, um, but but yeah, a really, really it can be a really, really powerful tool for you to use. Yes, and I think um, an example of a daily puzzle would be, for example, using emojis to spell out the name of a movie. I think is a great way to get people thinking, and also nice. if it's something visual to have in the coffee shop, that means that people are going to spend time there. You know, so I'm just looking at a statistic right now that says that in the US, coffee drinkers average two to three cups of coffee each day. So ideally, we're getting them back in the shop three times a three times a day to stare at a puzzle, which would be fantastic, and have a cup uh, have a cup of coffee. That's right. Um, so, so I think any a visual puzzle is great because people tend to stare at the at the visuals to try and figure out the problem to look for patterns because that's what we're we're um, you know bread to do is basically look for patterns and solve patterns um as well as you know eventually create different patterns um but i think you know there there are verbal um verbal puzzles maybe gunther could like whisper or or, or tell them oh, the old famous riddles there's a yeah. few riddles out there for sure like in the old from the yeah so like Ancient do you want your coffee of- do you want yeah do you want your coffee for free what has three legs and goes uphill but also at the same time goes downhill that's right is, yeah. is that real <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly my pee is in in canoe but not in yellow yes, what am i yes you know those sort of ones but but that's right so i think it's yeah, like it, what, what's at the beginning of eternity and the end of time yeah you know you the letter e and and Nice one. Yeah. So, so I think you know. So can you can you find you need? I mean, there's a bit of work to to make these. I mean, it's an obvious point, but they need to be good. They need to be engaging. They need to be, need to be interesting. They need to be not too difficult, not too hard. That there's yeah. those those pieces, but but get it right. And it's and and of course we've we've said for Dunther we're going to recommend his daily riddle or or puzzle. But there's all sorts of other things you can do in the world of gamification, like like I say, run polls, you know, on certain things, or set up a quiz, or you know those sorts of things, but 
there you go. So that's our that's our two um, two big um, dopamine releasing models. There, the reward modeling system and gamification. And shall we just jump into our key insights? Definitely. Cue the jingle. <laughs> Here we go. Key insights. One. Dopamine is one of the most powerful drivers of human behavior, a feel-good hit that we want more of. And there are techniques you should know about and incorporate into your marketing every day to drive this dopamine release in your customer. Two, so reward modeling is one of the most powerful ways of driving dopamine release as rewards are a huge part of making somebody do something you want them to do. But you have to do it right. Not too large, not too infrequent, a quick boost received immediately after they do the thing you want them to do. Three, gamification is another powerful method of driving feel-good dopamine release. From quizzes to polls to visuals, as I mentioned before, to leaderboards and more, you are allowing your customer to attain virtual status and achievement, making them feel good and making them more likely to engage with you again. All right. All right. So I think an action plan is in order for Gunther. To the core of the episode, we're going to focus on dopamine for the customer and increasing the customer happiness, thereby increasing traffic, word of, word of mouth, and also um, customers coming back into Central Perk. Yeah, so we've got, we've got the two major things we, we've done. We've got a reward modeling idea. We're going to say, right, with every purchase you can, and I think we've got two angles. We've got the st- in the morning, include a f- with a free coffee, a free thing with a coffee you get a free bag of nuts or potentially something very health driven um, one of those power health vitamins which which is almost like making people think they're getting their healthy bit of food for the day to get them going maybe in the afternoon it's more something more of a sugar hit maybe a small chocolate uh, maybe a donut those sorts of things and then the second part would be introduce an element of gamification which we believe should be the the daily riddle small wins by introducing daily challenges by introducing a riddle to solve we allow people to feel good about themselves um, spread the word and increase that customer happiness again and And hopefully they'll be back in the store in no time i think we're calling it the central perk perks yes that's the name of the uh the strategy that we're gonna we're gonna give gunther and hopefully we'll see rachel ross and the gang yeah aging uh, aging a bit i saw them in the reunion the other day um did yeah, I made it halfway through and then it got a bit depressing yeah. for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're probably not zooming back. Gunther was there as well, actually. Anyway, yes. that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's great. There you go. I hope that was useful for everyone. Yeah, and um, I'm just looking at the research here and a bit of trivia for you guys is, did you know that um, the Central Perk logo was actually designed to be perfectly symmetrical so it could be shot from both inside and outside of the set? There you go. That's a little bit of. Uh, oh, that's right, because it says it says it both, both ways. Yeah, both ways. That's right. There you go. There we go. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you have a brief to send in, contact Unreal Marketing Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All the best, and see you next week, Simon. See you next week. Thanks, Damien. This podcast is sponsored by Romulus Dynamics and the Decision Expedition. Thank you.